Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Noel John Tui. We got Karen Mack in the back, and this is MDK Presents. Uh, Michael uh, Mc- McBroom, is it? McBroom, isn't it? Or how about yes. McBroom? So, um, uh, so, Michael, tell the folks who you are and what you do. I'm a filmmaker from Belfast, and uh, I make films, not surprisingly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like when people keep it simple. I, I actually think oh, you just did it wrong. <laughs> An excellent well, job there. That's good. No, I mean, I, I wear a lot of hats um, because I, I, I'm a one man band a lot of the time, but I also work with in crews, writing, direct, that kind of thing. But that's the thing I love doing. But uh, it doesn't always pay the bills. So you're off night shooting documentaries or shooting other things. Um, so I do camera work, editing, all sorts. So it's all in that world, but lots of different things, really. But that, isn't that the case a lot with uh, independent filmmakers? You're kind of like a jack of all trades. You were talking to Adam uh, uh, Cahill and he said the same thing as well. He's kind of like a bit of a jack of all trades. He's editing, the writing, producing, directing. You're kind of, as you said, a one-man band kind of thing. Like, I think you have to. It's, it's unfortunate. I mean, it, it's just a sign of the times. So 20 years ago, it was... I remember a mate telling me, he used to work for the BBC, and he said that they sent... There was a thing on the punk scene in Belfast that we're doing, and they sent 12 people. They do a five-minute TV segment. <laughs> no, no, they wouldn't. Like, there's no, there's no way. There's one, one woman was hard just to sign forms, and you just think, like, it's completely, it's the opposite. I mean, that was probably too many, but now it's sort of, you expect that to just go out yourself, and um, it's uh, yeah, and it's it's not always for the best. I think you don't do as good a job whenever they, they do that. I think you're better having a, at least a small crew when you can. Um, but yeah, that's just the way. Sadly, things have gone. I suppose. So, so when you, just, sorry, Vinny, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say. So, when you when you're making movies, you uh, prefer small crew, keep it streamlined, and more mobile, is it? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've never really had the opportunity to work with a big crew because I've never had a very big budget. But um, I did a short there, and it was ten, it was ten people in the crew, which was fairly large for me. But um, only the feature that we're here to talk about it was it was one day it was just me. A few people were sick and problems happened because it was it was a no budget thing and. I ended up directing, shooting, lighting, and setting up the mics on a stand and this kind of, which is ridiculous. But It's the jack of all trades, master of none kind of thing. <laughs> I think I got this. I think I got this. Uh, well, no, that's fair enough. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, I wasn't. This thing. <laughs> no, uh, Hopefully there's some things you're better. Like, I'm not very good at sound. Like, I, I wouldn't harm myself as a sound recordist, but if I had to record the sound, I could do it. I could do it. Do, do you? well enough, but I'm not... Do you think because of, I know you said there's like slight limitations because of the smaller budget, but because you're so um, like uh, involved in all the different elements of the process, maybe it gives you the opportunity to tell your story in the way you actually wanted it to be told in, in like in the same style, the lighting you mentioned, like little different things like that because of the input you've had in the different little segments of the story making process that it gives you a chance to kind of tell the story the exact way you wanted to, even though there is limitations with a smaller crew, but yet you have more of an input overall, you know? That's very true. Yeah, well, that's a glass half full way of looking at it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's how you look at it, but yeah, it's control. That's the thing. If you, if you, the more things you do yourself, the more control you have. It's just the yeah. trade-off between that and what you can do because there's other sacrifices are made, you know, yeah. you can't have the right locations or the certain things kind of slip. You, I, I can't do production design, so I just had to hope that the locations were okay and all this kind of stuff. So it, it, it's a trade-off. And, but I, I probably, even given the opportunity, I think I would still go towards lower budget. For the, as you as you rightly say, I think that, that the freedom where you can kind of, you know, you, you, 
you know, you can sort of, to an extent, do what you want, or at least how you might want to approach it or you know, yeah. see it in your head. But I, so not, we did we, we did that with this film. You know, we were able to, to an extent, be, I'm very fast and loose with scripts. I don't, I'm not particularly wedded to a script. I, I, I use a lot of improvisation. Can't really get away with that if you're if you're if you're very well funded and you're based on the script. You know, there's only so much you can. You have to answer to people. The, the more the stricter parameters. Involved. Yeah, stricter parameters. You actually have there were the more people with ventured capital. Obviously, the more people you have to answer to. Like when I sorry, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna segue into the film here. <laughs> I, I, I I was watching this film. I kind of welcome to Northern I, Ireland. Uh, yeah, welcome to Northern Ireland, and. Um, I remember thinking, like, sometimes you're watching a film and you think, like, oh, this guy grew up on this director, this director, and he's it's an homage to this and this. But uh, uh, I felt like this this was a story, but inside of it was a love letter to Northern Ireland, warts and all, because it was it it it, it had a story, but it actually had touched upon some of the socioeconomic issues that are there that I didn't know about, as well as touching upon some of the beautiful history the architecture that is there that i also didn't know about so i felt like i got a lesson in it but it was a war to know and it was my favorite scene of the movie and i cannot compliment you on this enough is where sorry our main character um johnny yes no yeah that's terrible i can't remember <laughs> <laughs> um, okay it's bad when yes, i don't know johnny, 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 yes, johnny. i never think yeah. about the character's name yes, and, uh, yeah yeah but it was uh, him and his uh, him and his girlfriend are juxtaposed, and it's her talking about the uh, religious and discrimination, uh, discrimination, and um, the uh, domestic violence, uh, almost endemic levels. And um, then it was juxtaposed. I just thought it was so well done um, against him giving a tour and talking about the beautiful history and the beautiful culture and the people being accepting of everyone but each other and a lot of jokes and I thought when you blended those two things together I remember just saying I've taught I, mean, I said to my fiance Sheila I said I've taught my first very very nice question I said it's a love letter to Northern Ireland <laughs> which I've just blended <laughs> in but it did feel like that I stand by it I, I, I think this was this was a film where the, 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 the inspiration was just the place itself and am I uh, completely off base there, or was there just is this no, just? No, I, I think there, there's no right, right or wrong with something like that. I, I'm really glad. Thanks for that. I, I'm, I'm glad you, you, you thought that. That's that, the, the intention is always to make something for me. That I mean, okay, you might try, be trying to make a point, but I always like people to sort of interpret it themselves. I think it's just, for me, it's a success if people have their own kind of reading of it. I think that's yeah. Good thing. I don't particularly want to feel like I was hitting people over the head with an idea. But I talked to other people about it. It's the even the title you're talking about Northern Ireland. That's in the title deliberately, and it's a slightly contentious phrase even in the north because there's there is this divide. Um, for some people, it's a very real thing. Some people won't even say Northern Ireland because they feel it's kind of not legitimate. You know, they don't they don't really see it as a legitimate state or anything. And I sort of deliberately used it as a kind of, you know, I thought, we'll just drop it in there and call it that, you know. And, and so the main character does believe in it. He has this idea that oh, it's, it's somehow different from the site. It's its own thing. Um, whereas his, part, his, his girlfriend in it sort of thinks it's it's not it's six counties. It's nothing, you know. And she says <laughs> that, those exact words, yeah. yeah. So, and that's, that's that's the thing. And that's a, that's a big thing in the North. That's... My, one of my favourite scenes was uh, when you was trying to buy the car. 
when he's trying to buy the car and the guy's oh, having yeah. a, he's having a meltdown when he's sending it to him. But you take it for seven hundred. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was just great. It's a grand car. It kills me. That won't see the world. <laughs> it's a grand little car. Oh, you see, I think that's my favorite scene too. And then the whole point, the whole film was supposed to be entirely scenes like that. But this was the thing where the money was a problem. It was about the, 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 the that juxtaposition, that awkward thing about. Oh, is it a country or, or there's good things happening here? And then also the, the the other side of it that's not good. But there was meant to be loads of little characters all around the place. Yeah. And they would he would travel about and he would meet these very distinct kind of different people. But it just never happened because there was no... He's trying to get actors, trying to get the time to work with them beforehand and work on characters and do. So it just ended up being much more and, contained. And- really. It was nearly all shot in Belfast. It too you know, very small cast. Um, and I was, that, that was the downside of not having any, 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 any money at all. Cause we couldn't really, you know, there's only so much you can ask people to do for free and then it becomes, you know, <laughs> so was this, stop was this answering a, the phone to you, you know, so, <laughs> was this a case of you like on, on site with a script kind of going, well, can't do that. Can't do that. <laughs> you know, it was like this, this evolving, like evolving in real time thing. Based on yes, what you it, originally started out with, a, a wee bit. Yeah, I mean, I would tend to write a script, a shorter one, and then work on the characters, and then shoot a scene, and then edit as you go, and then you start to realise we need it, we need this, we need that. This is missing, and then we sometimes have the opportunity to go back out and shoot a shoot a scene. But most of it was scripted. Um, but I would let them. I get actors to improvise their way into scenes if there's time. So rather than just jumping in with the first line, I would sort of go right. We're half an hour before the dialogue takes place you're in the bedroom go ahead and get them to improvise and they kind of know what the, the setup is and you get some really interesting wee moments you know wee bits that you can use and so it was, it was quite organic and at, at times other bits had to be for time quite quite scripted and um kind of you know more by the book um but yeah so it's a kind of a mix of those things but yeah it, it was that was the restriction we couldn't kind of go everywhere and do all this big thing. I mean, at one point they were meant to go to Dublin and do all these other things, but it just, it was just, impo- it was just impossible. So we, we ended up making it, it's very small, very pro-gale and kind of small. But um, I think they get up the North Coast at one point, but we didn't get the photography. It was very like, you don't know they're up the North Coast because they're just standing by a river. So maybe that was a missed opportunity. Do you know what, no, do you know what happened? It was, um, we had this lovely footage out, out of a car. I was lying in the boot. It was either me or the, uh, the camera operator, I can't remember, we both took turns, we're landing the boot of my car with the boot open on, on a big piece of elastic with the camera on it to suspend it. And Johnny and his girlfriend were in the car driving up. This is in the glens of Antrim. It's, it's really, it's a lovely looking place. It's all these kind of glens. We got these great shots, but then halfway through the film, he sold, the actor sold his car in real life. Sold his car. Bought a new car and the continuity didn't, fit the total so we haven't just scrapped just remembered that from talking about it so, which are the other kind of challenges that happened but uh, <laughs> uh, on johnny's drive um back from the guy that kind of screws him over i don't want to give away too many spoilers but um it uh, was a kind of reminiscent of the shining when he was driving to the outlook uh, overlook hotel with the way the music was playing and you were kind of showing the scenery as the was that done on purpose was it I, I, I never thought of that actually. <laughs> That's interesting. But now he's going to say from this point forward. I was, I, I was thinking of the shining. <laughs> That's what I do. Kubrick, it was a Kubrick reference. Um, no, it's funny. It, 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 yeah, there, there, there are definitely influences in there, but I think 
it's what's interesting when you're from somewhere and you're trying to film it, it sometimes when you have a slightly outsider point of view you, you can you can see it more clearly you can have a point of view when you're used to the, a place you stop looking at it you know you've kind of your head down and no yeah. so that was quite hard to work out how, how to approach the sh- shooting you know and how, how to look at the driving scenes you're just kind of you stick the car you stick the camera wherever you can and you, you, you just get what's there but the um yeah, the rest of it just sorry, I'm going on a bit of a tangent, but it just made me realize it's what we do here. It's okay. Oh, yeah, straight lines are not accepted. Our only prejudice, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, I do this a lot. I, I, I start answering the question and then end up <laughs> going somewhere else. But, yeah, and it was it's hard to hard to picture. Where do you, how do you photograph this or how do you film it? You know, so we kind of worked that out. So if there is an organic, or I don't know how you put it, but if there's a sort of a uh, yeah, if it doesn't or doesn't look like that, then we were saying earlier, it doesn't particularly look indebted to something. I think it's just because we were work, working out how to, yeah, trying to approach it. Like, like we're, we landed there as aliens going right. How, imagine we've never been here. How do you shoot this or how do you frame it? You know, yeah. Um, but some of that stuff, like you're talking about when he gives a tour, um, none of the extras turned up one of those days. We just filmed <laughs> those three scenes. There was no the extras who said that come, there's almost 200 people online. Oh, yeah, we'll be there. Nobody came to one of them. Fair play to the people who did come, but that last scene where he's talking about all the great things, I just had him in a close-up. There was no one, he wasn't talking to anyone. There was nobody else. <laughs> there was no audience. So it's the same thing with the women's rally. There was about seven people. We just had to sort of cram them in. Make them <laughs> but in the script, it was sort of like 200 people, you know, and all these things would happen. And they would make, but yeah. Do you think all those challenges made you better as a filmmaker? Because like the little tricks and stuff you had to learn to kind of not the stuff you learn in the audience, fly, but, you know. Yeah, I, I, I do, I do, and I've always said to people, if you want to be, be a good editor, don't edit uh, high end stuff. Go into community filmmaking because the more problem, the more difficult the footage is, the, the more things that are missing and the problems are, the more you learn how to solve the problems and fix things, and you, you have to be very creative. I always think if you got handed TV footage shot in three cameras, every, every angle is perfect. You know, you have decisions to make, but I'm not saying it's easier. It's just you, a lot of those problems are taken. There's, there's less problems to solve. So yeah. yeah, I think sometimes having the restrictions gives you a wee bit of, uh, it just, yeah, I suppose it gives you, I quite like having it to some extent, you know, if it's, if it's sloppy or unprofessional, it's a problem, but if it's, uh, yeah, a few restrictions aren't a bad thing. I do you think it can make you a wee bit more? Um, well, you learn tricks, I suppose, as you say, maybe you mentioned tricks. It's like you learn little things you can do and you think, oh, I'll do that again. Yeah. And it's all learning. Yeah, yeah. Considering that, like you were saying, a lot of things change based on, you know, actors, budget, time constraints, that, that X factor that you just can't, like the guy selling his car, what have you. What was the idea of this film when it was born in your mind or when you first approached it what what was it because it seems like Johnny's story is quite linear to me and it's really well played out but I also thought that Northern Ireland was the supporting actor so what was this film when it was born to you like in your words what was this film uh, it was it, it, st- it stemmed actually from a, sh- a shot like an image I used to drive into the town and go behind the city airport it's a tiny airport Belfast City Airport and you can see the runway you know the, the runway lights mm-hmm. like you can see it in the opening shot of the film but I used to drive past that lot and it just made me start to wonder why people were were coming specifically to Belfast 
And where I was working in the town, increasingly over the last sort of, ten, I mean, this was maybe 10 years ago, we started noticing people, tourists, whereas you'd never really seen tourists, not on, not on mass, you saw the old tourists, people came. But this was like groups and groups of, you know, like any other city. Yeah. You've got groups of Spaniards and Italian people and Japanese tourists. And, and I was amazed how many people, I used to ask them, you know, what, what, what's, the, what's the draw? Because if anyone came here, I'd always say, oh, you should go to the West of Ireland. It's beautiful. <laughs> I would send them away. Yeah. Like, I, I never really, I couldn't work, I couldn't, didn't value it myself. I was like, Grass is always I green. Everyone basically got about where they live. You're like, well, why would you be here? But um, a lot of people I know who stuck it out, some people just uh, stayed here for any time, really fell in love with Like I have an Italian friend, he ended up getting married in, in Belfast. She, she thinks it's the most romantic city in the world. She met her now husband here. Slightly, t- slight tangent again, but th- that was the idea. It was that I was trying to work out what the appeal was. And then, because there's a lot of, th- I mean, I live here. Um, at kids yeah, you, you don't see it. No, you, it's, you already touched upon it that you don't. You're that's in it, and it, the woods it's for beautiful, the trees, but you yeah. you don't see yeah, the woods for the trees. There you go. That, that's mm. perfect. But yeah, but there's 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 all the discontents, you know, the, the politics. I mean, maybe the politics anywhere, but the politics here. Are, there's uh, politics in Northern Ireland. <laughs> Wait, what? My uh, producer's in my ear. I'm learning. I'm <laughs> learning. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to steer clear, clear of the troubles, but so your main character, Jim, you know, the man, the sort of man, shady man behind the phone, he typifies. A lot, a lot of people, as exaggerated as he, as he seems, I, mean, I was worried he might seem caricatures. But if you met our politicians, you'd realise he's probably a, a fairly likely version of one of them. I, I've really? met like six of him, like in my lifetime. Uh, I met like six uh, You know that kind of way. Loads of them around. So, uh, but so that, that's where it all came from. It was just the frustration with some of those things, and then it was working out how do you play that out. And initially, I thought, could it be somebody from another country? I was never going to get an actor. Yeah. So it became well, tour guy is perfect because then the audience get to hear, you know, the history. You know, you can. It's a, a sneaky way of doing the exposition. He can talk and explain, explain the plot, <laughs> and you can understand. And it's in a legitimate way, you know. So that was, I think, that was the crux of it. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I suppose you on this the spot just a little bit and say that there was uh, Johnny's girlfriend, whose character name escapes me. I do apologise for that. But she was working with abused We've watched women. watched too many movies. <laughs> who's watched so many movies. Uh, but she was working with uh, women who um, were vulnerable, to say the very least. Uh, and uh, from the northern of Ireland to London or wherever it was. And a lot of these women were in domestic abuse. A lot of these women were getting abortions and stuff like that. And again, my, I, I, as I said, my favourite scene of the film is when she is addressing that juxtaposed against Johnny, talking about the beauty, <laughs> the architecture, the history of the city. Um, was that on purpose? Was that something that you wanted to draw attention to? Or was it just literally a dramatic plot-telling device? Or It, it sucked oh, me in, God. is all I'm saying. Very much. No, that was really deliberate. I remember thinking that scene when I was writing it, I was thinking, that's good. That's, you know... The, Cut it differently from how it was scripted, but I remember thinking that that's the that's sums up to me what the film's about. At a political, if there's a political level to it, that's that's it. It's her basically trying to get these women out and talking about it at a rally, Andrea, and then him trying to sell it. And that that's sometimes how I feel about it. There's people pushing it, and pushing it, and pushing it, and trying to sell it. Um, and then and a lot of that's good. Like a lot of it, it is good after forty years of the troubles, thirty years of the troubles. It's it, it's nice to feel that there's things, good things happening and, and all that, but at the same time, it, it was kind of ignoring a lot of these other things that I think need to be need to be talked about. Um, 
So I, I'm just interested in those contradictions, big contradictions and contradictions in small ones in people. Mm. Um, so yes, very much deliberate. Um, well, I thought it was actually because I, uh, I have to say that that particular scene is one that's going to stay with me because me, my, I, you know, when you laugh, when you shouldn't laugh, you know, when you laugh at the exact moment that you're never supposed to laugh. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm guilty of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it with my fiance Sheila, and then when it cut to Johnny, and he was saying, as you can see, and he just started talking softly about, like, you know, the introduction of Christianity to Ireland, uh, to Northern Ireland, wasn't as brutal as it was another. And he started talking just very, and it, very academically, like he, uh, he clearly didn't have an agenda. But we had just seen this, and it was like domestic abuse, religious discrimination, blah blah blah. And then it was him just going, "Ah, oh, no," and and here we have another beautiful, and we laughed. <laughs> We laughed and we would just heard about abortion, domestic abuse. And I remember just thinking, you know what? I remember saying to her, okay, I'll give him that. That was good. That was fucking well done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was my moment in the film, hands hands down. But I'm glad that I'm glad to hear from you that it was intentional. But it, I, 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 I was was the idea behind this film to just speak your truth of your experience as, as somebody in Northern Ireland and just tell it through a story? Or was it literally just to entertain? Or was it somewhere in that kind of grey area that most things are? Yeah, pro- pro- probably somewhere in the middle. Because I, 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 it's off. I, I didn't really... I, I don't really think of audiences. Um, it's, it's not the first place. I don't think what would people want to watch. I tend to think what, what, what would I like to see? It's quite selfish, really. I sort of think. Well, well, I actually like, agree yeah. with it, to be honest with you. As, as, as and they never bring the audience in, so that becomes yeah. later concern. When I'm, does I think does the film work? Will, will people watch it? But it was. It's more about characters for me. I mean, there's ideas, but then it becomes to me that's the most important thing. Normally, it would be: Are these good characters? Are they? You know, is the dialogue? Does the the relationships work? Does that stuff work? Because that that's what I watch films for. Plots don't concern me too much it's really behavior character stuff this is probably the most plotted thing i've done you know (laughs) plotty and it's not particularly like a really strong plot but it's just um so yeah yeah the the first those ideas physically were in there they were always in there um but i didn't want to sort of make a political film like i wasn't trying to bang a drum and say where that wasn't really the intention was the people in the relationship Mm. and it just happened to symbolize other, other things that are, are interests but as you say grey areas well looking at it I find that films have a life of their own and you sort of you think you know what you're doing and then it becomes you know yourself sort of, it gets mixed up and there's an alchemy that goes on and then the next thing it's sort of something else and by the time you shoot it it's another thing and then when you, when you cut it you think oh this is this is what it is um, and you, you know it's so if it's political to you yes it's political no it's I actually talk, you talk about yeah. human issues I wouldn't know from watching this film where you appear on different political spectrums that somebody would like to ask questions. I genuinely didn't. You spoke about hypocrisies. And I thought mm-hmm. it was somewhere where that, that that built itself on the idea of this. But what about this? Or if we if we believe ourselves to be this, then why do we have an endemic of, like, oh God, there was, some, there was some... Like, I actually ended up learning a lot. I know more about Northern Ireland from this film than I'll ever know from any film I ever watch again. I do believe well, that. No, but I believe that to be true. Because... <laughs> Given their, given the two um, actual careers of our main characters, you were able to interwove without mm-hmm. lagging the story what is actually going on, and I thought that was quite clever. Because if I was a tourist guide, 
I then and you're you're following me, then I could very much so, without lagging the story, talk about the history on the, the of the architecture. But if I was a woman who was talking about socio-economic, political things, human things, then she could talk about these things and again not lagging the story. So I don't think you came to the forefront as a political figure. I think you were in the background and just talking about shit that is happening to people, whether you like it or not. And I, I think that was the biggest success of your film from just one, one, you know, one humble mortal from that that watched it by. It's very humble, handsome, sure, able to throw two hundred punches a minute, definitely. I think you're worth more than one man in that case. Do you? What would you? Sorry, sorry, uh, I was just going to say something you touched upon was uh, the hypocrisies. Um, Do do you see that as something that's kind of like um, uh, prevalent in Irish society? Because even though we outwardly, we like to project ourselves as a very uh, progressive nation in terms of like equal rights for gay people and stuff like that. But homosexuality was still outlawed until very recently. And like we come from a very deep religious background, like, you know, and even though we try to have an outwardly progressive, like in, in your story, they're like, oh, yeah, come here. Everything's changed. But yet still abortions are illegal and they have to go to England. And even in Ireland, it's the same case, like, you know, and I just think that, like, do you think it's a case of like when you look at Ireland, that it's kind of filled with hypocrisies that we progress, uh, we project a progressive kind of outwardly look to the world. Either side of the border. But at the other, on the other hand, we still hold on to these kind of religious uh, kind of stringent kind of nature that we had from our Catholic upraising. Uh, up, uh, raising. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that's true. Absolutely. I, I think it's it's hard to get a sense of that's the problem with politics. You're trying to speak for everybody and it's hard to know. Mm. But I, I know from the Northern perspective, certainly that it's, it, 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 there's, it feels conservative. I mean, there's obviously pockets of very different people, but it, it's always felt I mean, obviously, the Catholic Church is a different thing. It's very conservative, but the, in the North, it's just always felt a bit more... In recent years, anyway, with you look at some of the political decisions that were made um, in the South, the, the North's kind of... I feel like it's kind of lagging behind, you know? Um, and, yeah, but underneath that, I think there no, there no doubt is that hypocrisy. I think if it's not... you could, The social values that may have changed or on the surface have changed, but what... I see all Ireland, North and South haven't done is to embrace this phrase for a neoliberal, it's a capitalist thing, really. Yeah. You know, I, mm. sometimes I don't want to say sold out, but I just think um, that's where it's gone. You know, there's yeah. a lot of person, and that's what I'm seeing happening. Americanization of our culture. Of, and it became very quickly a sort of thing, well, we're going to have some sort of solidarity now. And you think, no, we're going to buy massive cars. And <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. So hence the, the other figures and that the money was part of that whole thing and the, 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 the office manager woman Andrea as she calls herself typified that kind of new these people who I think 30 years ago in Ireland you never saw yeah. and they're now appearing a lot of these kind of people Mat- uh, very materialistic yes this kind of new new money kind of thing it, it just it, it's something that I've seen springing up locally and I've definitely seen it I think I noticed it in the south a bit ahead of, yeah. uh, of the north I could see it the same but it's very similar sort of thing it's just something you'd never have it's just maybe a change in the way the values are you know um, it's something you didn't really see much of and then now it's very like money culture's a big thing you know and it's yeah. very, you know 
Um, or at least Northern the- Ireland doesn't own that. Sorry, that sounded like an attacking statement. So I'm just saying, yeah, it's just very true across the board. He's just incredibly loud. He doesn't mean anything. He's just very loud. Yeah, absolutely. No, I I noticed that. I think it's a North Sets, not all Ireland thing that's happened. Never. It is a relatively new thing. But from a dramatic point of view, it's interesting as a filmmaker because it opens up a whole with some other kind of characters and people that you sort of think, well, that's because, I mean, that was my favourite one, the Andrea character. I think she she, she could have had a spin-off film, I think. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, she could have gotten she, she was just like, uh, yeah, the positive angle and the, 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 there's that whole thing. There's, yeah, like, truth is great, but yeah. can we sell it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> he was that character as well. And I, I think, I mean, I, I was so infuriated with the gym character, just in fear. Because again, it's every, he, he, yeah. I think he expanded every contradiction that I think people But he typifies have. the generation to me, like, because like, one thing I've looked at is like, when you look through the history of the world even, but look through the history of our nation, the, the, the generation that preceded our own parents' generation, a lot of the time were, they kind of built up the people around them and built up their kind of their kids or whatever. And I found that like, there is a generation there that was kind of me, me, me. And that's what that gym represents to me. The people, as I said to you, I met like six gyms in my life. Uh, a lot of people from that generation are kind of like, they will kind of screw you over because they're in that kind of entrenchments. Like that when they were coming up, they didn't have a lot. So now that they have a lot, they want more and more and more. Yeah. And it's kind of like, there is that generation. Instead of remembering that they didn't have it a, was. exactly yeah and trying sure to well yeah yeah it, the kind of you know a kind of a hoarding mentality you know absolutely no. we all agree that elon musk is a great person right? <laughs> <laughs> he makes cool cars did you not see I, mean, I just want to make sure everyone's on the same page yeah. of how amazing a person he is cool cool yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear <laughs> well, what can we expect from you, Michael, if I was to speak to you in five years? Would the films that I would expect, that the creative projects, like, would you delve? There's something about, there was a gritty realism, what you do. And is that what you enjoy? Is that what you are about? Or is that just, because again, obviously I've just seen this one project. Or is that just a flavor and you could go into absolutely any other genre? What, what would I say if I was speaking to you in two yeah. years even? That's a really good question. I mean, no, I, th- I think it's fairly representative of things I've done before and continue to do. Sometimes go a bit more serious. Um, and and it, 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 it would carefully call it a comedy. Like since then, I've done a comedy short uh, shot in the summer there, and then I've done a much more serious name drop, name drop, just yeah, just yeah. shameless self promotion, man. Go watch oh, the it's name. Called, it's, called camera, it's called Camera Club. And it's a it's it's a short. It's a no budget short, but then there's a it's a good picture. Yeah. Called Sap- What's that? It's a good picture. It's called Camera Club. It's a pun. Oh it's yeah, okay. great. No, it's, it's, a okay. it's, okay. <laughs> it's a much it's a much light a lighter sort of thing, but it's, it, it makes me laugh. So, and then the the last one I did, Sapling. It's a funded short, and it's very very. It's much more serious. Um, sort of very visual piece, but I, I it's quite representative. Welcome to Northern Ireland. I like semi improvisation. Uh, character-based kind of films, and I, I'll continue to do it. I just don't think in two years, I don't think I'll make another feature. It's actually the third feature I've made in the last since around two thousand and seven, and they're all no budget because the fun, funding is nearly impossible. Um, impossible. So, uh, particularly how I like to work as well. No one's going to give me money because I like to 
have a short script and then work it out as you go along and yeah. getting the trust to do that. So at this stage, I'd love to say in two years someone would pay me to do that, but I think I have two kids in fairly recent years, as of about six years ago. So it's getting a feature is 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 a, a lot of work. Um especially when you're doing half of it yourself, giving lips cooking for people. So how much think, money could you get for the kids? But they've been, I think the kids have been certainly the wee girl's been in every like, couple of films as well. But um shorts, I think I think I just have to go back to doing what people normally do when they start out, which is, is shorts. I sort of did it the wrong way around. Um and continue making shorts because I do I, I do like it, but I, th- I think I'm going to... Last short, last short I did there, it's only in November we shot it. Big massive camera, big Gary camera, all a kid. And it was slow, and it was in some ways a bit frustrating. So I think I'm just going to go back to the roots, what I like doing, which is just camera on the shoulder. Doesn't matter whether it's a named actor or not, and you just shoot, you know, improvisation, shooting this. I love it. You know, whether or not other people, something may click, and then people think they might enjoy one of the last couple of shorts they've done, and who knows, or they may not. But I think I'll still be continuing to do it. What, what do you think influenced that style? Was it something that you learned from the job, or was it watching other directors and other people's styles? And there's definitely other directors I like who've been influenced, but I think it's just from doing it. I have a very practical approach, which is sort of um, there's traditional filmmaking, which you learn, and then I find it very slow. And yeah. I find it a bit stiff, and I don't think the actors enjoy it. In my experience very much standing on marks and this kind. Of, there has to be a wee bit of that, but I, pref- I seem to prefer films whenever they. Or just, I prefer it whenever there's excitement. It feels a bit like it's a live thing, and you're not quite yeah. sure you can shoot more continuously, and I stir like things up. And the actors, you're not quite sure what's going to happen. That mm-hmm. makes you feel really alive. Uh, films that are very scripted and on the marks and all this kind of thing. I've done, I've done a lot of that. You can get really good effects, but it's just a very different feel when you're making the film. So I like the ones that are, the actors feel kind of like they have a bit of freedom. And um, I can see myself veering back towards that kind of approach. But yeah, I mean, years ago, I got, got into some of those realist filmmakers years ago, with John Cassavetes, and I'm a big Mike Lee fan and those kind of people. And I suppose that, you know, that's probably in there to some extent, that kind of, you know, but I, every film has been approached slightly differently. Um, Depending on the circumstances and the actors, like the, the wee comedy I did in the summer, it's, we did backstory rehearsal. So you don't rehearse the scenes because you want to keep them fresh, but you re- you make up a little scene, very small domestic thing, and you get them to um, improvise a scene for half an hour, and then you get really, really good. Then they become more comfortable. And then when you go to shoot the film, I was finding it better for me. You get better results. Warmed them up beforehand. I uh, where's the last short I did? There was no time. It was very little time. It was a funded short, and it was much more turn up stand on the mark side of the line you know and it's yeah tell the actors that they weren't enjoying it as much and then at the end when we ran out of time it went right throw it in your shoulder we're just shooting this a continuous take the actor was in his element loved it and then he really i like that it's just, so it's the, it's the maybe more the drama side than the, the camera side um I'm trying to marry those two things i'll get it right one day you know, <laughs> Do you, do you think that, like artistically speaking, you're always going to make something for yourself, and if it sticks with audience, that would be fantastic. But 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 again, because I to be honest with you, I'm a big music guy. Uh, I'm a musician myself. I always think like you should make a record for yourself, and then hope that people like it, as opposed to kind of pandering 
and then just just be able to stand over your body of work and goes yeah like lumps and all that is mine and is is that your approach or do you think that i couldn't agree more and i i only tend to really love the work of other people musicians and filmmakers who, who do the same because that that to me i don't see what the point is i mean it in, in, in most people's jobs, they have to do something they maybe don't want to do or for someone else. So sometimes yeah. I make videos for people and it's not that I don't want to do it, but it's just not how I see the world or how I would do it. Um, so if you're going to get to do something that you want to call it art, if it's not pretentious, but why, why would you compromise it? That doesn't, I've never understood that. You know, it's, If you just want to work it. You might have a slightly nicer or newer version of the carriage drive. I mean, that's it. Like That is, if that's you it. want to break that's, it down, that's, that's what it is. But, that, but, but I, can, I, can I like that, I that that's not worth it to you because I'd like to think it's not worth it to me. No, it's not. I mean, there's the, the bottom line is I see it as my video work. I'm like a plumber. I'll go out and shoot. And it is with people I like and organizations I like and sometimes charities. That kind of thing. And I'll go and do work or community filmmaking and I get paid for it. And I, I, I'm happy doing it. I do some corporate stuff um, as well. And it's fine. It's It pays the bills because... You know there are bills to pay, and you have you have to. But the, I wouldn't compromise the, the the personal stuff because I just don't. I, I just I don't know. I, I couldn't. I just couldn't. I couldn't live with myself. <laughs> you know, and I get that. I, you know, I've been told that, but I, I guess it's absolutely really, really, really genuine from you. Can you tell people before we go where where they, if they wanted to interact with you, but on a personal level and on an artistic level, on a production level, whatever, what what would be the best way for them to get in touch with you? That's a, that's a great question, and please do. I'm, I'm a great one for collaborating. Um, everyone, actors, everyone. Um, I, probably just an, an email. I mean, I have a website. That's just michaelmcbroom.com, and um, my details are on it. So if that's you know, there's an email address and a phone number. So um, that's that's that tends to be the, the best way, I think. <laughs> um, so. Uh, we we got here so uh, cool so um, uh, Michael thanks very much for coming on um, it's really super interesting and uh, uh, well, hopefully get you back again in New Year if that's cool with you and um, oh, yes, uh, excellent so uh, this is uh, MDK presents I'm your host Vincent Green I'm your host Noel John Tui <laughs> you were distracted there by something weren't you I got I was giving a hand <laughs> to my girlfriend no, you couldn't let it slide no, that's no. all I'm saying <laughs> we got Karen back in the back and that was uh, Michael McFrom and uh, check out the Welcome to Northern Ireland and um, really do I'm just going yeah. to say that Welcome to Northern Ireland is not a film that I've ever seen before I, I felt like I learned for something from it and I was angered by it at times that's not a complaint because a film should make you fucking feel something and uh, I thought it was a really, really excellent endeavor. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I might have given him credit before before going in. And I apologize for that. Please check out the film. Cannot recommend it enough. Thanks for coming on, Michael. And see you next Thank time, you. folks. Thank you. That's... Thank you very much.